Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Today's episode, we're talking about a self-coaching technique that I have used for many years, and I've also taught my clients how to use. So we're, we're trying to really get in touch with your subconscious mind. So you can do that through accidental or intentional methods. I'll explain what that means. And you may want to take notes for this one on the the specific drawing technique that I'm going to share with you. Doing this and, and doing it repeatedly and over time really helps you to understand yourself better. And quite frankly, it's really fun. So uh, I think this is one of those transformational podcast episodes that you might want to come back to over and over again. And one thing I would ask you is to think about who in your life might need to know this. Okay. So you can uh, listen to the episode and ask yourself who in your life is really struggling right now. Uh, Maybe they're struggling with a spiritual principle or they're struggling mentally, you know, kind of over mentalizing, overthinking things. Maybe they're really struggling emotionally think about them. And and would you consider sharing this episode with them? I think it might be really helpful. And then one of the really cool things that you can do is that you both can do the drawing techniques I'm going to share with you together and then meet up together and talk about what you found. Okay. Awesome. Enjoy. Okay, so in order to self-coach, to make a change, you've got to be able to access your subconscious mind. And we can do that through two kind of methods, if you will. So you can do it through accidental means. So this is where you're going about your day, you have a stroke of insight, uh, or maybe somebody comes along your path, shares something with you, uh, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, I needed to know that. Or you read a book and something kind of jumps off the page at you. Okay, those are accidental messages. Or you can do it through intentional means. So uh, I teach about observational awareness. So I would highly recommend that you go to the search engine, just type in observational awareness. I've got tons of teachings out there that teach you how to do that. Uh, You can also do, uh, you know, meditation, um, writing. There's all kinds of different ways that you can set your intention to understand something. One of the ways that I started many months ago is right before bed asking uh, source, uh, source, show me what I need to know. And when I wake up in the morning, I'll know it. And just by setting that intention, when I wake up in the morning, boom, whatever I need to know is there waiting for me. Okay. Um, whether you are getting a message from your subconscious through accidental or through intentional means, it's always by reception. So you're receiving the message. You're never making it up. You're never thinking about it. You're not creating it. You're receiving it. Okay. Um, Doing this allows you to notice the patterns in your life and you can evaluate that and say, hmm, I I think I might want to make a change in that area. Uh, Many of my coaching clients, they really struggle with getting in touch with their intuition because Quite frankly, they over-mentalize things. So what that means is that they're very much in their conscious brain. They're trying to logically work out things that have no logic. So fear has no logic. 
we are often run by fear and our emotions and they're, they're kind of running the show, but we try to figure out or conquer that by logic, which is in our conscious brain. What we really need to do is get in touch with our subconscious brain. So if you find yourself trying to figure things out all the time or uh, trying to solve the problem, you may want to focus on this method that I'm going to share with you today. It's pretty simple. I think it's fun. Uh, and once you really get into it, you can receive the messages that are there for you. So one method that I've used uh, in the past that might help you. Uh, first of all, let me tell you that, that I started doing this Gosh, when I was young, maybe middle school and high school, uh, I think I, I did it out of boredom. And then because I found it helped me feel good, uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't understand. Uh, I guess I understood the, the beginning of it, but I didn't understand how to interpret it. That came later. Um, and then I'll be honest, I, my family and I, we, we got COVID um, right before Christmas this year. Uh, again, if you want to know that story, go in the search engine and search my COVID story and it will pop up that, that podcast if you haven't read it or listened to it. Um, and as a part of that, uh, I was quite sick, uh, for about 10 days and I had some breathing issues and we were really trying to stay out of the hospital. And I use this method, first of all, just to calm down and then it kind of developed into something different. Okay, so I'm going to share it with you today because I think it's a really easy way that you can uh, self-coach yourself. So, so really you don't have to go pay thousands and, and thousands of dollars to some coach or mentor or guru. You can get in touch with your own subconscious, uh, your own self. Okay, so what we're talking about is called free drawing. Okay, and again, you're getting in touch with your subconscious uh, the, there's three main benefits from doing this kind of work. So the first one is a, a cleansing process. So basically it helps you to get out whatever's in your mind and your emotions. Uh, sometimes those are the things that are blocking you. So it helps you to kind of clean it out. It's like a, a, a spiritual and mental and emotional hygiene practice right? So you get ready in the morning, you take your shower, you brush your teeth, uh, you put on some hopefully fresh new clothes, although in a pandemic, who knows what's going to happen, right? Uh, but you get ready in the morning. This is kind of the same thing just for your spirit, your mind, and your emotions. There's also understanding that comes with this. It gives you perspective or insight. It's kind of like tuning into a radio station, if you're not quite there to the radio station that you want, you'll only get static. But if you tune in at just the right point, you'll get insight. You'll get to hear it very clearly. Okay. And it also provides liberation or freedom, if you will. There's a sense of release or non-attachment or peace. And we're able to, because this process helps us to see the blockage, we're able to then consciously release the blockage, okay? So the process that we follow is a very, uh, I'll say a quote-unquote logical scientific process, but we are not using our logic brain to make it happen, okay? 
All right, so it's pretty simple. All you're gonna do is, you know, grab some paper, grab some whatever drawing materials you like, um, crayons, colored pencils. I have colored pens, colored gel pens that I really like, uh, whatever calls to you. You can have loose leaf paper, you can have scrap paper. Uh, I've got these little notebooks that are, they, they just have unlined paper in them. They're, I don't know, about four by seven uh, size, whatever works for you. It doesn't matter. Just grab something. Okay. Um, before you start, uh, the first thing is you have to ask yourself, are you doing this for a general purpose? So to understand something about yourself, or are you doing it with a specific um, issue or challenge in mind? So sometimes my clients will do this and they say, I have some pain in my body, but I don't know what that's about. So they want to focus on that pain. Other people know I had, you know, this wonky interaction with my ex this weekend and I want to focus on that. But sometimes you don't have a specific thing to focus on. So it's just a general kind of what's going on in there. So determine for you what is going to be the intention of, of doing this. And then the next thing is just to kind of breathe. There's no particular pattern to breathing. Um, one thing I've noticed is that that myself and many people, we, we tend to breathe shallowly. So if you can take a couple deep breaths, maybe just put your spine straight, that, that allows your body to, to breathe as it needs to. Just be in a relaxed, kind of calm awareness state, okay? There's nothing to get worked up about here. Yes, this is serious work, if you will, but you're about to have some fun. So be in this open, willing, and curious state. All right. So the next thing is um, just to let yourself draw. Um, don't force anything. Um, don't try to come up with some drawing technique or skill that you were taught at one point. Just let yourself draw. There's no right or wrong way to do this. And just watch, you know, you can watch your hand or you can watch the page with curiosity about what's coming out. It could be something abstract or it could be something concrete. I, for one, am not necessarily um, a, a realistic drawer. And so uh, the things that I, I usually draw are shapes and symbols. I don't know. That's just kind of how I draw. Um, very rarely do I go outside of shapes or symbols. But when I do, I pay extra attention because that's telling me something different. Um, so just watch. And, and sometimes um, I'll just have colors, like different colors, okay? Again, there's no right or wrong way to do, to do this. And let it be whatever it wants to be, okay? So you're really just kind of getting in touch with this process. You're not making anything happen. Now, when you feel like you're done, take a step back, look at it in its entirety and study it. And ask yourself, are you really done? Because one thing I found out for myself is that I thought I was done. And if I give it a minute, I realize, nope, there's something else. And so there's some other detail that I need to add to the drawing. And later on, that becomes very significant. Okay. So you're not trying to rush. You're not trying to just get it done. You're not checking a box here. You're just getting in touch, letting it flow and asking yourself, okay, am I done? And just wait for the answer. Okay. Now you want to treat this drawing as if it's a visitor from a foreign land. Okay. 
you want to study it. You want to ask some questions for understanding. So thinking about if it's a visitor from a foreign land with a different country, different customs, um, different way of being, you're not going to judge that visitor because of, you know, their, their background, their history, their experience. Okay. That's where a lot of people get, get hung up on this process is that they start to judge Again, that's a conscious brain over mentalizing what's happening in the picture. You're trying to understand. So entering as if this is a conversation with your drawing now, okay, um, suspending your judgment, judgment. So ask that visitor what the message is for you today. So you could even say that out loud if you want. What's the message in this? So a couple things to, to think about as you're looking at the drawing, which this is by no means a, an exhaustive list. So there's all kinds of things you can think about. Um, what's the style that you drew in? Um, what colors did you choose? Sometimes um, I, I know if you Google like psychology of colors, you'll come up with all kinds of symbols and meanings and things. You can go down that road if you want. I just ask myself, what did the colors mean? Uh, sometimes I'm using bright and cheery colors. Sometimes I'm not. Okay. Sometimes my, my subconscious will tell me that there's a connection to the color. Sometimes it's just like, nope, that's just what you chose. Okay. So don't be so committed to knowing what the colors mean as, as you're trying again to understand what the message is. Um, your use of space is important. Are, are your, is your drawing very detailed and kind of clumped together or is there a lot of space in between? Um, is your drawing static or dynamic? So static means it's like, uh, if you look at it, it looks like it's staying still and dynamic means it looks like it's flowing or moving. Um, what's the atmosphere of your, your drawing? Is it dark and heavy or is it light? Okay. And then ask yourself, how do I feel? How does this drawing make me feel? Um, is there anything that it causes me to remember? Do, am I having these, you know, quick slight, um, uh, quick moments of memory? And what is your intuition telling you? Again, there's no right or wrong way here. There is no right or wrong answer to this. So just ask the question, what's the message? And listen and wait for it to come to you. And trust that whatever that message is, that's exactly what you need to hear today. So once you have done that, um, turn over your drawing and on the back, write what comes to mind. So this, this is really important that you turn it over and you write what comes to mind because again, you don't want to get stuck in the over mentalizing or judging of your drawing, but you want to ask the question as you're looking at it, what's the message, turn it over and start to write. Okay. Now, sometimes, especially when you do this the first couple times, nothing will come and you'll feel like, oh my gosh, this isn't working for me. No, no, don't worry. If you don't get an insight right away, come back to this later because oftentimes what happens is that something is, is like percolating, boiling up inside of you. And when you come back to it later and you sit down, you look at the picture again, ask what the message is and turn it over. Usually it starts to flow. Okay. So trust the process. Don't get, get worked up about it. And think about it this way. What's the worst case scenario? If you did all of this and you didn't get a message, you filled an internal need for expression. You had fun and, and you had this delightful, playful experience. That's not really a bad thing, is it? Okay. So what happens is when you do this, um, you can, so 
for me, when I did it um, during my COVID time, the first time I was just doing it to, to relax. And then I kind of fell into this process and I was like, oh my gosh, this is giving me great insight. I remember specifically one drawing that I did and I didn't know what it was about until I went through the evaluation process after and I realized, oh, this is about me as a mom. And I could tell that there were patterns. It was like a, a circle kind of flowing uh, drawing. And basically there were, were layers within the circle that, that some of the symbols were very, they had like harsh edges and corners and other layers within the circle were very flowy and like lots of circles and flowers. Um, and I noticed that the, the harsh layers had darker colors, whereas the, the softer layers had the softer, cooler colors. And when I did the evaluation, I realized that for me, motherhood seems to come in those cycles, that there are times when I feel like it's very flowy and other times when I feel like it's like a fit and a start. And, and I was really checking in during this time with the whole COVID thing, like, what kind of mom do I want to be? You know, what kind of mom am I when I'm sick and I can't take care of my family? Um, and so it really helped me release some of the worries I had uh, about being a mom. And I'll be honest with you, the last four months, as far as my mothering goes, has uh, been a lot more gentle than it was before. I think because I value, as my kids are getting older, I just value them going away from me, not not just in space, you know, they're, they're teenagers and teenagers, so that is a good thing. But, uh, you know, we want our children to leave us in, in, you know, the proverbial fashion and come back, right? So as they're going to school, well, now they're homeschooled, you know, virtually, but as they're doing things in their life and then they're coming back and sharing their experiences, I don't want to be that mom who's like getting in their face and telling them, you've got to do this and you've got to do that. Like, I want to have a different relationship with them. So that, that drawing really helped me to see that. And now I'm walking that out in my life. Okay. So one of the cool things about this is that when you, um, do this more than just once, so you can try it one time. Um, but when you do it more than once, when you repeat the process, you get to know yourself more, you get to understand your patterns, your styles, your moods. And when you can do a series of drawings, so uh, you can either do a series of drawings in one sitting. So I have one client who, um, when he does this, he does four or five drawings at one time and he see, likes to see the connections between the two. Or you can do like what I did where you do one drawing a day and, and then you can look back on it. So I've got, maybe, maybe I should do a class or something on this, uh, but I, I have 10 drawings from, from my COVID time. Uh, and I can look at it and see the progression of how things were going and what I was thinking about during that COVID time. Okay. Uh, you're going to notice that themes will pop out for you. So really take notice of that. Again, you know, like what I talked about with the, the mothering thing, that there were cycles of, of harshness and, and also flow. And as I look back on that, I think even a few weeks ago, I was talking to one of my clients about it and I look back on it and I realized, oh, for me, another theme that popped out in that drawing is that there were times when, when, um, the harshness came, it, it was like, those were the times when I was releasing my children and the, the flowy times were when they came back. Uh, you know, we have these natural times in life with children that we want to release them, but we also want them to come back. 
Um, you know, I, I have a friend who's getting ready to send her child to kindergarten for the first time. Uh, she's really going through a hard time right now with that. I totally get it, you know, been there, done that. Um, and it's, you're releasing your child out into the world and that's scary. And that can seem very harsh. And when they come back to you, you know, and I told her, give it six weeks because your life will be totally different. When they come back to you, that feels better. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to describe that. Um, so, um, also when you look at a series of drawings, you can show that transformation has happened. And the reason why is because throughout this process, you have literally been processing your emotions. Okay. So we've talked about before, when you have stress, we need to process those emotions. If we don't, we hold it in our bodies, which can cause disease or, um, weight issues or just, um, you know, general anger issues. Okay. Now, one of the things that I have found, uh, for myself and also for some of my coaching clients is when you do this drawing. So let's say you do a drawing in the morning, you're going throughout this process and then you follow it up with one of the three things I'm going to share with you. It's like it, it, it sticks better. Okay. Now the, the three things I'm going to share with you are very simple. I don't want you to again, over mentalize these. And one of the three is going to be yours. Maybe a couple of them, probably not all three, depending on who you are, what your passion is, what your skills are, what your, how you, uh, I guess not just your personality, but how do you engage with yourself? So for example, uh, I have a friend who is actually several friends who are dancers. And so when I'm, counseling them to get in touch with their intuition, it's usually based on some sort of movement. Uh, I myself am not a dancer. I am practicing, uh, uh, not nothing technical, but just, just kind of practicing with it because I know it's a, a great energy booster. Uh, but I wouldn't necessarily choose that one. Uh, however, for me, writing is a big one. Now for some people, writing is like, uh, no, I'm not, no, I'm not going to do that. Okay. That's fine. That's not your thing. So choose one of these three. So you've done your drawing, you've done your, you know, what's my message. You've written it down. So you can choose some sort of body movement. So, um, let's say you were focused on, um, why am I having pain in my right shoulder? And you did the drawing and you noticed, you know, that, um, I don't know, you were, it, it, so anything in, in your major joints is related to joy in life. And so you realize like, oh, maybe I'm holding, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just not having joy in my job. Right. And so if you are connected to your body, if you're a kinesthetic learner, you can, um, uh, work on moving your body in such a way that you kind of release the energy and the pain, uh, from that area of your body. Now, if you don't know what I mean by that, then this is probably not your thing. Okay. Because if you are a dancer, you are a mover, you're a kinesthetic learner, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Go on your merry way. Okay. Um, or another thing that you could do is imagery. So, what I try to do with my clients is, uh, let's say you've got this pain and you've done your, your drawing and you sit down and you ask yourself, okay, close my eyes. Imagine what, if this pain was a color, what would it be? If it was a shape, what would it be? 
if it had a texture, a temperature, um, you're really trying to get in touch with it. And you can either just leave it as that, or you can actually transform it into something different. So sometimes when pain comes, sometimes you have harsh edges. Like some people will say it's a triangle or a square or um, like a, a star. Uh, you can turn it into a circle or an oval or a heart or just a, a general kind of feeling. Um, sometimes they'll say with pain, it's very hot. And if you want it to be cool or warm, you can change that. So really what you're doing is getting in touch with that, that part of you that, um, you know, feels a certain way and then imagine something different. Or you could go right into free writing. So you're already kind of writing down what you think the message is. You could continue that writing process and just let it fly. Okay. Um, just spend some time until you feel like I'm done writing and then go back and notice what the, the themes are in your writing. Okay. Sometimes I'll go back and notice the themes and I'll know what my next action step is. Okay. So again, when you do the drawing, you do the questioning, what is this message for me? And then you do the body movement imagery or free writing. It's like, it just pulls the rest of that out of you. Now you do not have to spend hours and hours and hours on this. Quite frankly, I think the drawing part only because I, <laughs> I was recovering from COVID. So I had a lot of time. Um, but normally if I just sit down and do the drawing part, I can actually even do it on a post-it note, maybe the drawing and the writing part, 15, 20 minutes. So it doesn't have to be an all day thing. So again, what did you find? And then, you know, think about it. What do you want instead? Okay. So great. You found that theme, that pattern, but what do you want instead? And what's your next step to make that happen? So I, I liken it to, okay, here's an example, uh, an allegory or story, if you will. All right. Let's say your job is to take care of this huge animal. So the animal is so big, it's bigger than you are. Let's say it's a dog. Um, and it's fierce. It's a great beast, but for whatever reason, you have been put in charge of this beast. Okay. You are taking care of this beast and through taking care of it, you realize what the beast likes and what the beast doesn't like. So for example, it likes this certain food, not this food. It likes, you know, when you touch it this way and when you, it doesn't like when you touch it this way, right? It's really important to understand that because when the beast gets upset, there's a consequence, right? So your whole life is really about understanding what this beast likes and doesn't like and catering to its whims. Now, what we do is we, we figure that out and then we call that wisdom because man, you know, you're really wise if you know how to keep that beast under control. Now, the problem is when the beast is actually our fear or our emotions getting in the way. When we cater to the beast and we give the beast of the fear, what we think it wants, uh, th that becomes the negative patterns in our life, right? So if you fear moving on to another job and this idea of transitioning to another job has become a beast of fear in your life, you'll cater to that fear and you'll, you'll act in negative patterns rather than jumping out and saying, okay, I'm just going to acknowledge that this beast is here. And what do I want instead? Okay. So we've got to get to a place where we acknowledge the beast is there and that has no power over us. 
When we do that, that's when we come to a place of release and freedom. This that I just shared with you today, this free drawing is a way to do that. You're, you're noticing the beasts that have been put into your subconscious and you're saying, listen, I'm no longer going to cater to you. I'm going to honor and value you because you're there, but I want something different in my life. Okay. Just try it and see what happens. So my clients, some of them actually are doing this in between our coaching and site K sessions, and it gives them insights and things that they want to work on. Um, and quite frankly, as they're doing this, they're making huge improvements really quickly and easily in their lives. So um, have fun with it. Again, you know, there's no need to be boring in life. We can have fun. We can do very serious work, life-changing, transformative work, and have fun at the same time. Okay, so try it. All right. So with that, I, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.